This podcast may contain explicit material. Younger audiences should be aware. There you go. This is Captivated Minds. I'm Jake. I'm Stan. We are a true crime, comedy, horror, hodgepodge podcast. With a little bit of comedy. Today we have a story of Betty and the notorious case of Betty and Barney Hill. Over the course of the next three hours, we will be using our knowledge of this tale to give you a better insight into what happened. We will be going into extensive detail in not just the Betty and Barney Hill case, but into all aspects that concern the case and why it all matters. With later episodes of the subject, we will get into the gritty details and follow up with the lives of the individuals to see what happened to their lives after the fact. We're also going to discuss some of Project Blue Book and how it intertwines with this case. We're also going to discuss uh, the fact that New Hampshire really enjoys this case and we have a sign where this took place. And we also have like a little museum at the state of New Hampshire. Throughout this series... In these episodes of this podcast, we will be exploring the deep depths of thought of aliens and their existence on this planet, and if they are here. So, Jake, what is an alien abduction? An alien abduction would be when a presence from above or below takes someone unwillingly and experiments on them. Now, do you think aliens are real? Now... That is a loaded question. It is a loaded question. I believe there are aliens. Definitely. We can't be just the only people on our little rock in the huge universe that it is. Do I believe we've been visited? That's, to me, it's a, it's a maybe. Now, do you think aliens are just fictitious? Now, all of this could be some form of propaganda to have us think one way or another. Or could it be just... We think aliens are real because we want them to be real. Both. That I would say both. Yeah. You know, some of it I want to say is one of those made up things where you know, they're trying to think they they're trying to see it, make us face one way. Yeah. And other things are happening. Other other facts, do I think people have been abducted? I think something had happened to him. Yes. At some point, uh-huh. something had happened. And that's that could be one way of their brain turning it to make it seem like it was more fictional to them. Like a process for way, for them to understand, like some sort of PTSD or yes. some sort of bad experience that they can't really come to terms with. So they use the term alien to deal with. Right. Mm. Yeah. Now, do you think that science fiction has influenced uh, alien abduction stories, alien sightings, you know, as in like... The day the Earth stood still when that came out. E.T. and our generation when that came out. Uh, War of the Worlds back in the 30s. And even, you know, when it that awful Tom Cruise movie that, <laughs> that came out. Do you think those had, especially in 
you know, the, the, the fifties to, to sixties, even in the seventies had some sort of, uh, play in all these different sites. I think science fiction was affecting fic, uh, facts long before we even thought about it. one of the first movies ever created was a science fiction movie about men going to the moon. So to get that idea that science fiction and reality don't really intertwine, we try to make science fiction movies as fictional as possible, right? Suspension of disbelief. You want to think that you're in outer space and you're going to fight off some alien. But at home, I mean, if aliens are real, then there has to be some sort of science fiction element to it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like how they get here, you know, how, what, what kind of ships do they have? What would they look like? If what they're... are they biologically like? Do they have brains like ours or do they have bigger hearts, three eyes, you know, are, things like that? Are they the reptiles that control the United States or world governments? Are they the bacteria that's in our fluoride? <laughs> right. So that, that to me, I, I also agree with that. You know, you, you have to have some sort of science fiction mixed up with some science fact in order to, to do things. I do believe that when the, let's say Roswell happened and the description of the aliens, descriptions were that they were childlike, they were gray big eyes, slanted mouth, two nose holes. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, that's what everybody had seen. Everybody had seen. A so it could have been a subliminal image because if once one, one person says something, oh, there's a wolf behind you, now the whole town people, townsfolk are all looking for wolves to grab their pitchforks and start killing the damn thing, but they haven't even seen it yet. Right. It's the same thing if you think about uh, angels. That's right. You know, the first person that said, oh, I saw this being with wings that came down. All of a sudden, everyone started seeing these beings with wings that came down and, you know, all yeah. that type of thing. Um, now, in our little small area of the world yeah. up here in New England, um, there, there's not as many cases. There are a few and there's, far between. There's a, there's a few. There's yeah. a, there's many for us. Yes. But there's not as many as if you think of New Mexico, Nevada, um, got Arizona with the, yeah. with the lights over I there. I even heard some about in, near Denver. Denver. California. Yes. So, but when, when this Betty and Bonnie Hill thing happened, that, that was like, it was that big freaking news. That it was, was our news. Roswell. Yeah. yeah. That was our thing. I mean, that, that's the point where, you know, Right where it happened, there's a there's a big sign saying this is where Betty and Barney Hill was abducted. The, there's a big like steel plaque basically right, right. next to the it, road. It yeah. actually yeah, it's an actual landmark, sign. historic historic uh, New Hampshire right. historic landmark. Yeah, so they um, had to confirm that something happened for yes. them to put the landmark. Up. They're not going to put a landmark up for me and you, no. we, but they're going to put a landmark for something that happened. And even the general store has a bulletin board with all the newspaper clippings and you know what what happened and and all of that stuff um what did uh what did the science fiction look like back in the 60s you know what did they have what were they reading what were they watching 
Well, in the 60s, they had things like War of the Worlds, Weird Tales, Strangers in a Strange Land, A Wrinkle in Time, The Man in the High Castle, Solaris. Those were all books. Science fiction really was grounded in literature at that time and provided people a way to explore new ways of thought just through books alone. Uh, the Twilight Zone, and Alfred Hitchcock pre presents. Those were innovative shows that endowed uh, science fiction into culture. But science fiction right now is so far exploded that every other movie is a science fiction movie. And Netflix has helped a lot. I mean, you can find everything on Netflix, documentaries, ancient aliens. There's you know, yeah, you go online, you can go on YouTube and find pull anything. That's uh, that's right. That back then you had to go to a bookstore. That's right. Very rare or a comic book store even. Comic yeah, book store. That's it right. was very rare to see a science fiction movie in the theaters. It, the they time. were bigger in the fifties, but a lot of those movies were propaganda based, like right. uh invasion of the body snatchers and communism and things like that like science fiction always has a philosophy idea to it but it it wasn't as prevalent in the 60s as it had been in previous years right the other thing is you know all these all these have now been redone all the all the books and everything you've re you've mentioned they've all been redone so that means they had some sort of impact that's right back in those days to make people nowadays want to watch them and we're and so hungry for science fiction right now they can make a movie just about of anything science fiction related and turn it into an ip i mean it doesn't really matter 50 foot woman i'm sure they'll re remake that again at some point uh, of course i yeah. mean they most yeah. likely the blob they'll probably that's right redo. exactly uh, everything yeah. is going to be redone i saw something for jack in the box or, or something weird like that they're starting to make toys when is it going to be stapler right now some of the remakes I, I enjoy, like yeah. the new the new Twilight series. Yeah, that's you that's know, great. I've yeah. watched only one episode so far. I yeah. had to try it. I will probably end up buying this series. I bought it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, War of the Worlds. Not a fan. Well, they redid it as a British Netflix series. I did not see that. Yes, they did. So I may check that out. As yeah. long as Tom Cruise is not in it, I he should be. He's not fine. in it. His stunt double right. maybe, but he is not. <laughs> His stunt double maybe. Uh, the the day the Earth stood still, that was the that amazing. was great. Yeah, when they remade it. I loved the original, but I, yeah. the new one was was fantastic. It was it was great. Yeah. Um, I do believe that a lot of those, um, had some sort of impact on people how they perceived aliens and, and yeah so stuff like that the thing is what happens when fiction and fact and non-fiction merge and to become reality do we believe fiction or do we believe science fiction right an alien abduction is fact something happened to someone they can't explain it they woke up with hours gone or time missing or imprints in their skin or things just seem weird to fiction where things happen on a weekly basis or in a chapter book you're in mars and you're exploring new depths and new heights so right. it really depends on where do these things merge and if they're the truth exactly uh, what what is true the when truth it, is out there when it comes to this stuff okay. um you know the other thing is you know back in back in the 40s with roswell you know and uh how the aliens look 
And then all of a sudden, everyone who has seen an alien looks exactly like the Roswell creatures, whatever they so were. So you're saying generic aliens. Generic aliens. There's, you know, every once in a while, you'll hear someone talk about someone different. Someone yeah. that looked like us. Someone yeah. that looked like a giant reptile. But yeah. 90% of the time, you hear a oh, little gray man with big, black, bulging eyes. They're the ones that took me. Are they, are they sure they weren't at a convention? They, they could have been. Because I've seen some conventions before where it was just those types of people. <laughs> those, type, those types of people. They all came together. That's right. Great, as, just as gray, an alien that's, race. That's right. Just gray-suited people with big right. eyes like, at a convention like, center. Like a furry. Yes. It's just but the alien no version of furries. It's like a hairless cat. Right. <laughs> with big gray eyes. With big staring gray at eyes. Staring at everyone. I have nightmares now. Now... Who knows if what Betty and Barney Hill saw was what they saw. I mean, it, it could have been something they saw on television. It could have been That's something right. that they decided to use to suppress other Trains things. Yeah. So let's... Uh, Aliens are fictional, but we also have facts about the Betty and barney hill case that may change our mind by the end of this podcast yeah so we'll uh we'll start getting into it the 60s is a decade that will forever be etched into history there's much information about the 60s that we could spend an entire day giving information and why this decade matters uh, we're going to give some general information about the 60s, just enough to keep you interested, but not enough to bore you. We don't want to flood you with too many facts. We want to bring you the setting and introduce the facts along the way. Here are some facts about the 60s. We wanted to explore the moon. We, we dealt with a fallout from JFK. We had civil, right act civil rights activism. We listened to the who. We fought for equal pay, and we were trying to figure out ourselves in our own way. In one way, you could say that the 1960s was a decade of discovery. It was a 10-year gap when many things would change and many things would impact today's culture. Racism is a clear factor not just in the 60s, but with the Betty and Barney Hill case as well. Barney is an African-American man and Betty is a white woman. They had to deal with a fair amount of backlash from local racists at the time. This clearly was not something that anyone should have to deal with. While the 1960s was a decade for change, when it came to racism and inequality, Barney still faced daily injustices because he was different. Often people of an older generation did not like things that are different. The 60s was a time of becoming stronger and exploring what is art. Art is a thing that is ever-changing and ever-creative. It means so many things to so many people that to look back at art from time to time and from different periods really can reflect the time period itself. During the 1960s, minimum wage was a dollar. That's not a lot of money. Just imagine living off a dollar an hour. Of course, things didn't cost as much then, but still, a dollar an hour isn't much. If you worked a 40-hour week, that was $40 a week. That's roughly $160 a month, not including what's taken out from taxes. The minimum wage in 1960 
uh, with inflation makes it out to about $8 an hour by today's standards. $8 an hour, again, is still very low for minimum work. If you have a family, pets, loans, anything really, $8 an hour does not support that kind of living. Time seemed simpler because in some aspects, they were simpler. There were no cell phones, social media, laptops. If people wanted to have fun, they actually had to go outside, read books. There was no computers. Computers were at their infant stage. Um, I could, She's saying there's no Uber? There's no Uber. There's no Uber Eats. No, I can't get a steak in 1960 delivered to me. What? That's no. not... Can't do that. There's no fun at all. No, none whatsoever. You couldn't even play Pong. No Pong? So no. I can't get a steak delivered. I can't get Uber. I can't play Pong. At least I can listen to Jimi Hendrix. I guess that's good. Yeah. Concerts. I mean, yeah, concerts. I okay. Mean, you had concerts to go to. That's yeah. about it. Couldn't do anything else. So here's some facts of 1961 to warp your brain to. February 1st, 1961, the U.S. tests out the first internet intercontinental missile. April 12th, the first man enters space. He's from Russia. May 5th, May 5th the second man enters space. Alan Shepard. He's American. May 14th, a Freedom Rider bus is bombed near Alabama. The notion of racism ill still holds a strong voice in 1961. May 21st, John Patterson declares martial law to restore order after race riots. On August 11th, 1961, an annual solar eclipse is visible in the Southern Ocean. An annual solar eclipse happens when the moon's diameter is smaller than the sun. This causes most of the sun's light to be blocked out. In turn, creates a ring-like look for the sun. Also in 1961, Niagara Falls starts creating hydroelectric power. JFK is sworn in as president in 1961. Overall, we could conclude that 1961 seems to be a common year of invention and going beyond the stars. One would even say that we had sky-high hopes. As the human race, we wanted to venture out beyond our own solar system, beyond the stars, to see what we could never see before. In 1961, we would hope to change everything we thought we knew. The Betty and Barney Hill case would change everything forever. So the Betty and Barney Hill case is a very well-known case. It has been for years. When was the first time you heard of the Betty and Barney Hill case? Uh, jeez. I think I was middle school, maybe? I think I was in middle school, too, when I also heard that case. It sounded like it was... Something adults wanted to tell you, but it was really fictitious. Like, oh, here's a fake story about aliens in New England. Right. There, there's honestly not many many that I know about. There's more ghost stories of New England or yes. things like that, or creepy cemeteries where ghosts appear, things to that nature. But I, aliens in New England is very obscure. 
oh, it's yeah. not it's not common at all. No, it's not well talked about. No, ever. If you were an alien, why would you come to New England? Remoteness. Really? Nothing. You get away with stuff. You could get away with stuff. The ozone, not the ozone, but the air quality is a lot better than it is in other major cities. There's a lower population, so you could pick people off a little bit easier. I mean, if you want to pick people off as aliens, be like, oh, there's one. Oh, there's another one. In a city, there'd be too many. People, you'd probably get caught. People would see you. Because if you think about it, for, I believe, all of New England, could be wrong. Mm -hmm. It might just be New Hampshire. There's only been... 900 recorded, let's say, sightings. Yeah. In Massachusetts, yeah, 3,000. But then you look at the size of the states yeah. and the population. Density population, how big right. the state is compared to how many people are in the state itself. Yeah. So there are some cases of aliens that date back to the 1700s. Do you think that's believable? Yeah, it could be believable because back in back in those days, they see something that's they might not believe is happening. Yeah, could take it up as it's from another world. But it could be just be a weather balloon in the sky too that caught on fire or something happened to it. it could, could be a meteor, weather balloon struck by lightning. Right, that's Benjamin Franklin. That oh, flying it, his kite. He could yes. I mean, I'm sure he's still up there. Every time you see <laughs> lightning, he just comes right down and gives you a little key but there's always been if you look at famous paintings and yeah. stuff there's always been different depictions of that's right some sort of sighting or heavenly being yes whatever it may have been or even crop circles too right yes what are crop circles does a uh... Someone go out in their yard in the middle of the night, half drunk, to be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just circle around my corn all night. That's what I'm going to do. Just get in my corn and make a circle. Now, it can be done yeah. by people. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is, like nowadays, used with GPS. You know, they have to, they actually use a handheld GPS. Oh, really? They go into a middle of a field with two by fours strapped on their face, and they can map out. The diameter, the diameter, and the and distance of right, where it's different, different size circles, different shapes, yeah, this and that. That there's videos of people, yep. doing all that stuff. Some of them, some crop circles, anyways, yeah, have been proven to not be able to be done by that method. It's too. So you're saying basically that the things are just too the crop circle circles themselves are just too precise to right. be recreated by man. Yeah, some of them. Some of them. Some, some of them have been proven. Some of them have been proven that yeah. a group of people just got together and decided, hey, you know what? We're gonna walk around this field, really? see what happens. Yeah. Um, now, what but, types of crop crop circles do you know about? Have there been burns, or do you think it's like a blade that comes down, or is it lasered off? What kind it, of thing would cause a? It's weird because some of them they're they're bent in a certain way, yeah, bent down in a certain way that you know. So you're saying like if it was corn or something, the the, the husk of the top of the corn would be bent just to the left or to the right. right. Yeah, and it's all perfect. It's all like within precision inch, inches. You That's know, right. Yeah. Of, of themselves, stuff like that. And then of course you can't. You never see 
tracks leading out. No. Leading in. So it's just an, a single isolated right. area. So you could say ship landing. Oh, ship landing. Could okay. be. Who knows? Or done from above, like you said, yep. using some sort of laser or yep. whatever, carving it in. Now, could you, do you think that uh, the crop circles could be aliens marking their territory? Yeah, it could be, could, ter- be... could be territorial. They're like, hey, I'm here first. And then another one's like, no, 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 I'm here. No, no, no right. I'm here. Could be uh, some sort of sign yeah. for another, uh, pretty much like, yeah, we're staking. Like That's you said, right. we're staking this. Or, hey, this is where we are. That's right. Come Find help us. us or, yeah, that's or right. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, look at the movie signs. That's right. You know, those were, they said they were used for targeting. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think that's what it is? No. I doubt it's for targeting or whatever. I do think they're beautiful. Most of them yeah. are gorgeous. I mean, looking at all those crop circles Oops. and stuff on whatever website you want to put. But you do make a good point that like in the movie Castaway where Tom Hanks has all those stones and it says SOS or help me. Maybe that's what these aliens are doing. Mm -hmm. They're finding a piece of land that they can kind of mold to their own situation and send out a potential SOS. Because if you can't send out a signal and then you're trying to send some form of communication Sending a writing down or a signal on like a giant piece of paper might be your only option to do so. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's another thing why people ask this all the time. How can aliens from another world all of a sudden crash here? Like here. Yeah. Now, that could be many different things. Our airplanes crash all, all the, the time. time. That's right. Yeah. All the time. So who is to say? I wonder if there's something in particular that's causing aliens to come here. It could be they're from another planet. Their planet's set up differently. Their gravity set up differently. Maybe they don't have any gravity. Bless you. Thank you. And the effect of our gravity, our atmosphere, yeah. whatever it may be, have an effect on their ship, mm-hmm. causing it to crash. Yeah. Them not knowing. Um, causing their instruments to fail. Mm -hmm. That's why they have to write an SOS to be safe. Yeah. Um, They could also just... um, I don't know where I was going with that thought. (laughs) (laughs) But the aliens could also want to come here because we have maybe more or less gravity. Maybe the gravity on their planet is too strong. They need something better. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's a little bit less here and they can you know, kind of do a little bit more here it really depends on why they want to come here and for what reason you know it it could be prospecting yeah is this a suitable planet for them that's right and the reason why we only see them once in a while it takes so long to get here that's right so could be years decades could be seconds yeah could be who knows yeah how long how well they're Advanced tech. If they have advanced tech- technology, we're but just basically you, advanced monkeys going into space. So that's really because if you think about it, our planet is pretty young. It is. It's it's very young. Um, so other planets, whoever lives on those, could be 
thousands of years. Billions, advanced. billions of years more advanced than we are. We right. could be ants compared to a, you know a skyscraper. We don't, we don't, we just don't know. We're no. just not that advanced to explore every depth of the universe. It is ever expanding, right? So that I mean, by the time we get to point A, point C would be two thousand hundred light years away. <laughs> when you never get, so it'd just be so ever expanding. Uh huh. It's like me when I go to Taco Bell. I'd be ever expanding. <laughs> ever expanding. Yeah. From the 60s up until now, the idea of aliens and alien sightings have created two prolific organizations or clubs. Project Blue Book, a government organization, kind of like the X-Files, but with no Mulder and Scully, uh, was created in the 60s. They went over 12,000 cases of various documentation, extraterrestrial abductions, aliens, the weird, the unexplained, things that we may not necessarily know about at the time. Project Blue Book was also a major part of the Hill case later on. Uh, what do we know about MUFON? Now, MUFON really is a it, it's it's a a private organization it's it's ran by regular average joes as far as i know yeah regular it's it's a club yep of alien researchers these people do go into so you're saying it's like a book of the month club but for aliens yeah that's where i kind of take out so, of it yeah. now some of these people do do like real research and they research really... um on many different cases yeah. stuff that people may not know anything about yeah mm -hmm. but maybe they heard a little tidbit of it in the yeah. news and then they decide to fully investigate this start asking questions they're not i would say can't really say they're not professional they, they are, they are professional they are yeah. professional um but it's not like they're they're not like the a CIA. reporter, you know, a, yeah. a reporter going out and it's not like CNN or things like that. Right. Someone really going out and bringing yeah. the these, integrity these, there. Right. These people are still doing the work, but it's, you know, they, they're, they're just average Joes. I mean, yeah. I believe it's an application process. You just fill out and, and stuff like that online to try to become part of. Maybe we should get the badge. We should try to get the, the badge. badge. Just like, a, I would not mind that, having. That's my Halloween costume. I'm just going to wear the MUFON badge. Right. That's I'd it. love a lanyard. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Wow. Um, now you're really getting in depth. You know, nice, nice lanyard mm -hmm. with some spaceships on it. Yeah. My name. Yeah. It would be great. Or just a t-shirt that says, I'm with MUFON. Right. There you go. I'm with MUFON and all I got yeah. was this t-shirt. That's right. Yeah. Like stuff like that. I'm moving on with MUFON. I'm <laughs> moving on with MUFON. Yeah, yeah. See stuff like that. Yeah, uh, we should definitely look at yeah. trying to get into MUFON. I would, I'd be so down for that. It sounds like a buddy comedy now. Move, moving on with MUFON. <laughs> moving on with MUFON. But yeah, that's as far as I know. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know much about it. Now that we've been discussing it, yeah. I think I'm going to really yeah, look into it on. and figure out how to get into this. So if you were in the government in the '60s and they came up to you and they were like. So we're gonna put you on Project Blue Book. You can't really ask any questions. Would you do it? I can't ask questions. Nope. Can't ask questions. You gotta just gotta say yes oh, or no. God, I would say yes. 
not knowing what you know now. So you no. know what you okay. So you're there in the '60s, basically. So you would join Project Blue Book. Do I know any information? Not about Project Blue Book, but you're you know y- you just know it's some sort of secret. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Really? Because I'm very intrigued with secrets. Uh huh. So why not just to see what it is? Oh, just get I, into the I mean, de- the bowels would of I be, our government. Would I be allowed to back out of it if I find out it's... Nope, you're in it. Oh, see, that's hard. That's Because then it could be really creepy. That's right. But once you're in, you're in, though. I mean, you know all the secrets. You get to write the files. So not knowing what I know now, I probably would join. Yeah. But knowing no, what knowing, you know... Knowing right. what I know, yeah, like in a heartbeat. Yeah, like if they were to reopen it now and say, well, it, hey, could, it could be open now. It, it could, could be, it could no be open, open under a surname that right. we never even know. It could be Project Pink Pegasus for all we know. And yeah, it would still. Knows? So yeah, I would say if I didn't know anything, I'd be a little hesitant. I'd yeah. probably still join. But if I was to go back in time, knowing what it is, yeah, yeah definitely. Do you, do you think that every 12,000 case that they ex- expunged in 19 whenever uh, 1960s to whenever they decided to end was all real? Some of the cases I believe were. Yeah. I don't believe all of them were. I I believe all, that's the whole point of them really becoming a team yeah. to figure out if they are real. Yeah. What should you do? It was a big thing to disprove a lot of it. So you're saying some of it may have been fabricated? Some of it could have been, yeah. Some of it could have been fabricated. But I do know there was plenty that when they were doing research on it, trying to figure it out, Mm -hmm. they couldn't explain it. And that actually really upset the the government when they said, yeah, we we don't know. Yeah, the government uh, likes and, to know things. Right. We we and, know that. And they're like, That's... no, we don't want that answer. You need to figure this out. And their whole thing was, yeah, it needs to be squashed. If you don't think, if you think it's an alien, no, you're not going to say that. No. So you're going to say it's a weather balloon, or you're going to say it's some sort of it's swamp gas reflecting off of Venus. Well, oh, I haven't I haven't heard that one in a right. minute. Yeah. So uh, what's the other one? Uh, military experiment military experiment yeah or what we'll, we'll get into this yeah or, or what the government said that betty and barney hill saw and that yeah. was advertising lights in the middle of new hampshire see i've driven to hampshire plenty of times and i've been to other cities where there are advertisers that kind of pop out at you but in the amount I, of years I've driven to I Hampshire Roads, think, I haven't seen any advertisers north of the notch. Right. I don't think they're going to – big advertisers are going to come up here, set up these giant lights that point up into the sky and go, yeah, we're over here. No. I mean, it is 1961. I'm sure that those advertisers really want to sell some right. you know, pants <laughs> in the sky. Right. Brand new television. That's, yeah, that's that was a big thing. You got to get that direct marketing to those people. Right. Just don't even wait till they're home. Just going to get right above them and flash some lights. You're going to buy some pants. Oh, yeah. There are dozens and dozens of bizarre stories of glowing lights or weird shapes in the sky all across New England. There are various different shape 
configurations of these things in the sky. Some are circles, some are triangles, some have bright lights, some don't have bright lights. It all depends on where you are and what you see. While doing research for this podcast, I've come across a couple of websites that tell you the exact time, the exact date, the location, and what type of thing in the sky it is. Very often, people see things they can't explain. They feel shocked or freaked out, but yet they look on still to things in the sky. Stan, have you ever seen anything or any lights in the sky that you can't explain? Oh, I would say yes. Um, I do tend to try to make an excuse as to yeah. what it is. Yeah. So maybe it's a satellite or yeah, something. Space station. Yeah. Could be a plane. Could be a plane without their lights on. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It, you know. Coming toward you. Um, well, sorry, without their blinking lights on. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they do some most uh, commercial planes. They do have the lights, the, all the, the rudders, blue and red. Yeah, lights. and then yeah, 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 and then some of them even have lights underneath the bottom too. Mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Um. So, I would say yes, I have, but I don't know. I, I guess you could say it was yeah. UFO because yeah. you just don't know. Yeah. What what kind of lights or configuration was the shape? Or was it just something Usually in the sky, you know, like, like a comet that kind of just passed a by? A ball of light. ball of light. Usually that's what it is. So in 1949, there was a guy that swear he saw a ball of light in New England, but it was like a flashing blue light or it was some sort of light that he just couldn't explain. Um, I think everything has an explanation. Now, could, now could it have been ball lightning? It could have been ball lightning. That could have been the thing, too. Or it could have been um, some malfunction with his equipment that caused a blue spark. So when you go to unplug something, you can see a spark come out of things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was some sort of internal wire that caused a blue spark. And that's what Kind of reflected off his glass or something. something yeah, yeah, yeah. But weird things in the sky are often things that we want to look for. Um, now, if you saw something, would you want to take pictures of it and post it on social media, or would you keep that moment to yourself? Because that's a big thing is, do you share it and tell others and hope, you know, people don't think you're crazy, or do you keep it to yourself and have a hell of a story? Jeez. Uh, I'd probably try taking pictures. you try taking pictures? Try, yeah. Yeah. Get I'd some want, sort of actual some proof. Evidence. Yeah. Of what it is. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a definite. Would you go for the video or just the photo and just be like. Whatever I can more quickly open up. What if you have a Polaroid and that's all you got? Polaroid <laughs> camera. That should be fine. Okay. It, I'd try to take as many as I could. While you're you're running and taking right. pictures of the Just let them fall out. Yeah. Yeah. It'll At that fine. point, you just need to get them later. Right. Yeah. yeah. Go up. Pick them up later. Yeah. It should be fine. So now that we've given you a little bit of insight into the time and given you general knowledge of 1961, on our next episode, we will be diving in deep into the Betty and Barney Hill case itself.